0: that's www.beer52.com dot com forward slash WTAF.
1: is a Greasy Spoon market-style cafe based in Cricklade Street, Syrencester, opposite D&J Sports. Good food and affordable prices. A family-run business with a friendly, warm, cosy environment. Open seven days a week, Monday to Saturday, 8.30am to 4.30pm and Sundays from 10am to 2pm. Eat in or take away. You can text your orders in with a collection time to 0756- 839 6585 or 01285 651484 The Old calf is also available for small function hire and catering events So come get some great food at the Old calf, Saracester. Sister For table bookings, reservations or further information, call 0756 839 6585 or 01285 Six five one four
0: eight four. Hi, I'm Slugs. You listen to what the actual fuck?
2: Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Yeah! What? Daft cow.
1: This
0: is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hello, you What the Actual fuckers. I keep getting that wrong. I keep. Anyway, uh, welcome to the brand new episode of What the Actual Fuck, a This Country podcast. I am here with the man who is as stylish and as uh, successful as slugs. I'm going to change it this time. And <laughs> does less effing and jeffing than Reverend Francis. And that's in respect for our guest that we have today. Yeah. But I've changed that. Is Neil. Hello, Neil. Hello, Pav. And Happy New Year to everybody listening. Indeed. This is the first happy. episode of the New Year. Isn't it, it is. And we want to thank everybody that has subscribed and listened and rated and reviewed because over the Christmas period, we hit number six in the TV and film. Uh, Apple podcast chart. I know, which is a phenomenal success for us. It I is, considering brilliant. we've done only five episodes. Now I know after... Uh, thank you very thank much. You, thank after you. after <laughs> this week's guest, or this episode's guest, we're going to hit number one. Hopefully. I'm hey. pretty sure. Because this is a man who plays somebody who is just basked in mystery and intrigue. <laughs> so we're going to try and get as much information as we can. It's Len himself, Mr Trevor Cooper. Thank you very much for joining us.
2: It's my absolute pleasure. Hello, listeners, to the What the Actual Podcast.
0: (laughs) Lovely. Absolutely. So we'll start right from the start in in regards to your involvement with this country. How did you get involved originally?
2: Uh, Well, as you probably know, I'm family. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Basically, uh, Paul, who plays Martin Mucklow, is my younger brother uh, Daisy and Charlie, obviously, you know, as Carrie and Curtin, uh, uh, his sons and therefore my nephew and niece. Uh, and then when, and so basically when Daisy first came up with the idea of, of writing something, doing something, which was about six years ago, um, there was always going to be a part for uncle Trev, you know, <laughs> I've been an actor, a professional actor for 40 years. Um, nearly yeah and um uh, and 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 encouraged daisy to go into it and talk to her a lot about it and gave her lots of advice and when they first came up with the idea uh for uh kerry as it was called then um i was going to be uh a character called um the sausage man okay and the, the sausage man is based on someone apparently who lives in Cirencester who is a sort of tramp who fin- who's gets his dick out quite a lot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Hence the Sausage Man. He's based on the character who Daisy and Charlie saw one time in Tesco's in the deli department uh, with no shirt, uh, no, sh- shirt gone, and he was standing there smoking in the deli department. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kept saying to people who walked past him, I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this. Uh, and so they had this character called the Sausage Man, um, which I was going to play in, in original drafts and the first episode she wrote in about 2012. You know, I was a character in in, in this show. Uh, and then through the various drafts I changed. When we did the, the, the Much Maligned pilot, which I've never seen, the one they did for ITV, I was... Uh, Kerry's mum's boyfriend, I was a rocker, a biker called Budgie.
0: Mm.
2: With uh, I had a long sort of ponytail, which was, you know, extensions. And, bas- and there was a scene where me and Kerry's mum are putting an advert for dogging on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of person we'd like to meet with our dogging. Uh, so that was, you know, that was that. And then at certainly get some certain point I was going to be some nasty sort of farmer, get off my land, sort of farmer. And then eventually uh, I, I I got into Len, you know. Right. But, I, but I was all, I mean, you know, bless bless them, Daisy and Charlie always were going to find a part for me, you know, <laughs> which is you know, I'm very grateful for.
0: Are you a little bit worried that the kind of characters that they thought? were perfect for you as somebody that gets his knob out or as somebody that likes dogging? Is that something that
2: worries you a little bit? <laughs> they, they know whereof they speak. You know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, I have a chequered history of all sorts of things. But, uh, no, they know, they know the sort of thing I'm good at. So that's, you know, it was always going to be someone who was a bit weird.
1: <laughs> mm. So how did, how
2: did they describe Len to you then? They just said um, he's just a sort of grumpy old neighbour, was the original thing. And who who constantly clashes with them, um, and when we started, that's sort of all it was. And it's the idea that when you engage him in conversation, he'll go on and on. Um hence, in the in the first series, the the bit of you know meeting him on the doorstep and him talking about all well, his relatives dying. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's 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 then. Once you get him, he doesn't stop really uh he doesn't say a lot normally, but uh once you sort of turn the key then he's off yeah
0: <laughs> it's it's one of the keys that's i think so great about the show is that the even characters like you say you haven't got much screen time, but it seems there's no. a lot behind each character they're not just two d characters that are stuck there to say a funny line or something like that there is there is depth I th- there
2: i think things are I de- and the, the thing is what they do is that what they're very clever at is that things have sort of developed you know that um I think once, you know, we did, you know, the the stuff we did very early on, I think one of the first things, first thing that I think I did was the whole uh, stuff with the um, Scarecrow Festival. Right. And I did all that stuff. But then also there was all that stuff when I'm walking by and saying, oh, you think it's disgusting, (laughs) you celebrating a man's death. And I mean, all that was completely improvised, that stuff. Right. Um, and then they took that from there and they added to it and, you know, and Hogwarts. Mm.
0: And... That, that to me is the line of the whole series is Hogwarts <laughs> is that way. Dumbledore oh, yeah. is yeah. just one of those lines that, that is was
2: literally, I didn't know that was, you know, they, they, that came up on the day. And as you probably know from the other interviews you've done, you know, a lot of it, you know, there'll always be, you know, um, a, a, an improvised take somewhere in there. Hmm you know although most of it is based on script at some point uh, tom the director will say okay let's just go for one for free you know and Mm. we we just do something you know
0: i was gonna say as a seasoned actor is that something that you relish when when the director says just just go and try something
2: no absolutely i mean i've done i suppose over the years bits and bobs of improv and worked with a lot of people who do a lot of improv so I do have, I do sort of know about it, you know, um, um, and, but no, so it, 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 it holds no fear. In fact, it's a huge release, you know, on the And I mean, what's quite interesting was that I was filming this at the same time as I was doing, uh, the, the second series of this at the same time I was doing, um, uh, call the midwife. Right and the Christmas special and all that, and I'm I'm in the new series intermittently. And the difference just between, you know, they're both lovely shows to work on, full of lovely people, but just the difference, whereas Call the Midwife is, if they do a scene, then it's very much master shot, close-ups, very short scene here, but we're going to do 4 setups, you know. With, with, <laughs> with uh, this country, Tom will just let the camera run, and then most of it will be on steady Cam and it will sort of float about, you know. Um, and, and, you know, they'll do 10 minute takes,
0: yeah.
2: you know, um, that, which doesn't happen at all on Call the Midwife, I don't think, you know, yeah. so it's, it, it's, it's nice to sort of have a bit of contrast.
1: So when, the, when you have one of those improvised scenes, especially like the Dumbledore line, is it hard not to corpse when you do yeah.
2: that? Yeah. It, it, it's always, you know, but I, thankfully I've got a beard and a moustache and eyebrows <laughs> and I just hide in it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, but, you know, no, I mean, I've, you know, I've over the years I've learned, you know, people try and make me corpse and I'm good at avoiding it. So how long were
1: you on set for the
2: first series then? Uh, I think I was there all day for the Scarecrow Festival and I literally for that, because nothing was scripted for that, I just, I think apart from the bit where I go to the field, you know, and I get the potatoes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, but I think uh, all the other stuff with the with the sort of my scarecrow that we we we, we call Paul Scholes. It does look a bit like Paul Scholes, if you mm. look at it. It's my scarecrow. <laughs> um, uh, that was all just done on the day. That was all just sort of improvised. So I was hanging around the day for that, and then I came down to do um, the stuff at the door, you know, and then I think. I have a feeling all the Dumbledore stuff was done on a different day and that's probably about it, isn't it? I'm trying to think um it was I was I was on it 3 or 4 days probably.
0: Right. So you said that obviously your brother uh, is in it as well, as Mar- yeah. Martin Mucklow. Did you give him any any tips?
2: <laughs> well, we had a we had a, a sort of read through rehearsal for the first series. And, we all collect, and it was odd. It was my brother who's you know never done any, certainly no professional acting, and not really done any acting, and we're very close mm. um, in this room, and we were reading scripts, you know. And I thought, yeah, he's doing a pretty good job. But I said, there was part of me that was saying, you know, it's all very well. Everyone thinks they can just walk into a telly part. So I rang him up a couple of days later, and I said, look, I, you know, I mean, I've been doing this 40 years, and there's certain things you need to know about working on. Kelly, do you want to come up or I'll come down and we'll just do, you know, I just talked to you a bit about it and what it's like and, Mm. you know, how you get through it. And he said, no, I'll be fine. (laughs) 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 And he was, you know, he's great. Yeah. Absolutely natural with it. And what's extraordinary is, is that in his episode, um, a lot of actors would, you know, he he spends he's virtually the entire first scene. He's in looking at his feet
0: Hmm. You know,
2: he's like this, eh. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. down at his feet, and um, no, no actor who trained would do that. They'd be like looking at, you know, making sure the camera could see their eyes and do that. But because Paul was doing what it, doing it seemed absolutely natural. Mm. It wasn't someone who was, you know, who was accomplished in front of the camera, which is what the what the series is about. It's a, it's a, it's it's a documentary, you know, mm. dealing with people who are not used to being in front of the camera, and he was, you know he was more naturalistic and I was way more.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's another thing about the show is it. And that's why I've always said that it's the best British comedy since the office, because a lot of people to the untrained eye, if you like would think that the office was a documentary. Yeah. And, and I think it, it, if you don't if you look at it through that prism it, it could be a documentary couldn't it well, it's it, just that it's it really like, funny and
1: it looks very natural doesn't it it, it looks does. like real yeah. real There's people people
2: when it first came out who thought it was yeah mm. and, and you know people were complaining it's you know people are laughing at people who've not got you know who live in a country and don't you know and, and it was you know people were convinced that actually it was it was real life <laughs> yeah yeah well because we were but, I, I remember
0: watching the uh, the pilot. Well, the first, the first episode, episode. The first episode, if you like, and I'm thinking that people in Saracester and around here are going to love it because they are going to say the same as people love The Office if they worked in an office. They thought, "Well, I, I know yeah. someone like that," and whether yeah. it would translate to a wider audience, but it obviously has in the fact I, that there are I so many that people that like it.
2: Yeah, I think that it's an area that's sort of been unrepresented on television. What it's like growing up in the country. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That we've had plenty of urban, you know, comedies, like, you know, people just do nothing and those sorts of, you know. But when it comes to actually what it's like growing up in the country, and we're not talking about the sort of David Cameron 4x4 Green Welly view of the Cotswolds, but what goes on behind the Market Square Mm. in somewhere like Northleach, which, as we know, is picturesque. It's been used for loads of telly. But actually, behind that, there's a house like the one that, you know, carrying and her mum living, you know, yeah. which, fine, but, you know, there's a lot of people who haven't got a lot to do. Well, they're never mm-hmm. portrayed, yes, is I, it?
1: It's never, portray- oh, sorry, it's never portrayed like that. It's always a Cotswold no. setting in a Cotswold village or a town, and that's all you ever see.
2: Yeah, but the, the, the idea of, you know, I mean, we, my brother, Paul and I uh, were, we were brought up in North Devon, admittedly in a small town called Biddeford but it you know there's similarities there are things the dump gang come from Biddeford oh right mysterious gang that we everyone was terrified of but no one actually saw I think possibly it was a sort of thing used by parents to frighten their children into doing things Mm. oh go to bed or the dump gang will get you you (laughs) and but there was this sort of shed on a bit of wasteland which was meant to be their headquarters and that's where all that came from. And that was when I was like, you know, six and Paul was three. Right, you know, right. So many years ago. Yeah.
0: So you said earlier on that you sort of, you sort of pushed Daisy into, into going into the business, if you like. I,
2: I mean, it was... I Encouraged, her, maybe. I mean, she was already there. I right. Mean, you know, she was always, as a kid, was a sort of show off, basically. I mean, you know, there's a wonderful wedding picture. I think it's my sister's wedding where everyone's lined up you know in a big sort of you know the and ca- the camera's going around and then there's a sort of blur in the front which is four-year-old Daisy running across in front doing somersaults all right. you know, so she was always you know you know performing and you know she had a you know a, a checkered childhood and when it got up to all sorts of this that and the other and one sort of sensed that she wasn't going to go a normal nine to five route, and she was very interested. She used to ask me about work. She'd come and see me in loads of shows. She, she and Charlie came up and saw me recording for comedy se- live comedy series and things like that. So, and also in in the West End and in fringe theatres. So she she's seen me. She and Charlie have seen me in in loads of shows. So you know, she knew she really obviously fell in love with the world a bit through that. I think right right you know but i so i didn't have to push her very hard she it, it took her a while it took her two or three years to get into rada i mean she applied to three years on the road to get into various places and didn't get in and then finally got into rada you know uh, and i said look you know anything you want to know just ask me and mm. you know, she does she does still occasionally will ask me about something
1: you know so did you watch the first series with the rest of us and uh sat down each week and digested the episode
2: seems, i think i had i seen it. i could we have a cast and crew screening where they showed the first three i think yeah they showed scarecrow big mandy and um uh oven space and then the other three i think uh, that was just before christmas last year and um well in fact christmas 2016 um, and, and then just at Christmas, I, I normally, as I did this year, in fact, went down and stayed with, um, uh, with Paul and Jill, uh, and we had Christmas lunch as we did this year at, at, at Daisy's house. Uh, and you know, you know, Daisy's had the baby, you know? Yes, yeah. we yeah. do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and so Daisy this year, we, we had Christmas lunch at her house, you know, uh, but, the, but last Christmas. Um, I think I what they showed me the uh, the rest of the episodes they had them on tape so I saw them all. But I also did watch them when they went out as well because I found it fascinating. Just you know to follow things on. I've got this thing now. You follow it on social media to see what people are saying.
0: Indeed. Following
2: it on Twitter is great fun. Mm. I did that with with uh, call the midwife as well, and they all went, "Who's this horrible old bloke with a moustache? I hope he's not going to be a regular. And all that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> all that went on, you know. But no, it was great. And it was great to see. Uh, you know, the, after the the first episode, there was some, you know, adverse comments, as There's always going to be what a load of bollocks, you know. Mm. What those? But after the first episode, there was hardly a bad word said against him, mm. even on Twitter. Mm. It was extraordinary that we were saying like it's like ninety percent, ninety five percent positive. Yeah, been going nuts for it as we know. I mean, it's got a huge following.
0: Well, what struck us was the amount of celebrity people that were were, were telling people you need to watch this show. You had Russell Brand, Jack Whitehall, yeah. uh, Lena yeah. Headey from Game of Thrones. We were we were yeah, looking at uh, yeah, yeah, and you were thinking, uh, oh my god, who all are, these? Who are, uh,
2: what's it, Doctor um, Doctor Who? Um, Please one. Of no, no Ma- other,
1: uh, Matt well, Smith, didn't he? Matt Smith did, yeah. uh,
2: did, did on a red carpet, mm. uh, the sort of highlight of the year, and he said, this country,
1: mm.
2: you know, and all those people. And I mean, you know, some of them are people I know that I've sort of put onto it, and, you know, they've all sort of watched it. And it does seem to be, a, I mean, what's extraordinary uh, is that there are still loads of people out there who don't even know it exists. That's right which is odd, I mean, I went up for, you know, um, a well-known soap to play a regular in a well-known soap last year and, they, you know, the casting director put me on tape and said what have you been doing? I said I've been doing this country, what's that? She said this is the casting director for like, you know and I was, and then suddenly the casting assistant who was operating the camera, who was like, you know t- 21, oh my God, that's the best program, I'm-. and she and I went into a whole thing about it and this woman who was, you know, head casting director of a big, big IGV company was like, oh, my God, I ought to watch this. Obviously, I've, you know, and the number of times I've been to meetings, <clears and throat> none of the people there will know what I'm talking about. Right. So, you know, you have to sort of spread the word. You know? Yeah. Because particularly, you know, the older you are, the less likely you are to watch things online. And, you know, you're, you're, you know, and, and people don't see it unless they stayed up after match of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm or the repeat
1: so can we ask you a little obviously you can't tell us what happens or anything in series 2 but are we going to see more of Len in
2: series 2 yeah there's a bit more of Len I think I'm in mean like 4 episodes or maybe 5 actually as opposed to 3 um, it does towards the end get a bit dark Right. Ooh, right. Okay. more than that I won't say no wow. intriguing That's, and there's a bit of a sort of crisis in his life Wow, right okay
0: now it would be remiss of us not to uh have a little chat about some of your previous roles that you've had we've we've trolled through a little bit of uh imdb it's okay, uh, a great list yeah it's Quite a, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. great list i mean one of the things i mean as a as a jobbing actor like yourself is it a rite of passage to do like casualty the bill um yeah. you know holby city are those the sort yeah. of things that
2: that, that everybody done, should have on their I've resume five bills three Holbies. I did my, did my third casualty last year. Um, yeah, you do. That's sort of what you do, you know. And it, it, it's um, and you know, I was in the first ever casualty. Weirdly enough, wow. Oh, nice. sort of yeah, which in nineteen eighty six, I think. Um and yeah, you just sort of that become it becomes a job. I am the classic version of what you would call a jobbing actor. A load of people won't know who I am, but they say, oh, well, I've seen you. I get that question, what have I seen you in? Yeah. Mm. The most annoying question that anyone's ever asked. The only thing to say is, I don't know because I'm not you. Right. <laughs> what that.
0: What is the one role that everybody, that people pretty much... Do recognize you from then is there a particular role that people go oh. I, would,
2: I wouldn't say there, there's there been some over the years i mean the, in a way the biggest profile at the time and it wasn't particularly successful so i was in a series two two uh series of a thing called frank stubbs promotes with, right uh, in spall which was an itv series about two ticket touts who become uh promoters and it was mainly on Tim, but I was his sort of best mate and colleague, Archie. And so I was in it alone. Then it was me and him and Leslie Sharp and Daniela Westbrook and, you know, various people, the regulars. And we thought that was going to be the new minder. And I think had it been handled correctly, it might have been. Right. And at the time, you know, I was getting quite a lot of recognition in the street because it was a prime time ITV thing. Um, in terms of... Um, I mean, I get as much feedback probably on this as I do of anything, particularly on social media. Yeah. Um, but, but things like, you know, I did things like the Singing Detective, you know, which was a huge and amazing piece of television. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so I get stuff from that. Um, and then also, you know, one's done a lot of, I've done a lot of West End stuff and things, you know, a couple that have been very successful. And, you know, when that's on for the, three or four months that that's on, then everyone knows who you are suddenly, you know, and you get 50% off eating at the Ivy, you know, (laughs) those (laughs) those sort of things that actors get. Yeah, yeah. I want to just ask you, ask you
0: about um, the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret. Right. Because not many, I mean, Neil hasn't seen it. no, no. And because I was, I'm a big, I've
2: not seen it. Have you not seen it? No, I've not seen the ones I'm in. I'm in it. I'm in it. I was due I was in, I was in it. A, a couple of years ago in something. And then when they redid it, they wanted... Because I think that the, the latest series they did, I don't... Can you get it over here?
0: I You know what? I've only seen, I think, one episode. They put one episode up online of the, the brand new series.
2: And, it's, and... Like, it's like it's on some sort of Canadian... Mm. No somewhere um and and basically he wanted everyone david uh, thingy wanted everyone who'd been in that series to be in it and he playing a different part
0: right okay
2: so um and yeah it was all a bit sort of it's a um, very
0: strange series of, but i find it very very, very I mean, watchable it,
2: but, i mean i you know in the in the, the newer series i had to learn this impossible script you know, which in the end, I said I can't. You know, I'm going to have to bust this because I don't. You know, it's it was about uh, three pages of intense madness, right? Of, you know, and there were, you know, but it but it, it's interesting. It's different.
0: Yeah,
1: something I'd like to ask you about Trevor, if that's all right, is Inside Number Nine, which is oh yeah, my other favourite program that's on. Yeah, <laughs> um, how did you get involved in that one?
2: That was great. No, I just got an, it was a straight offer. I think. I mean, I don't. I didn't until that point. No. Um, Reese and Steve, I mean obviously, I knew their work, and I you know really liked the the first series of it, and I just got this offer saying they've offered you this part, and I thought, well, that's nice, and always i one tries to find out where they've got you from, and they just see me and stuff right you know, and it was like, you know, I am a jobbing actor who does that sort of part, you know, mm. and it was massive, but it I thought it was a lovely episode, very funny, I love the bit of her turning into a crow and flying away at the end, yeah, just insane and it was great fun it was very cold and very wet in this sort of i don't know 13th century warehouse or something wherever we filmed it but um just before christmas about three three years ago i think not like that but uh, but great fun and, and a lovely they're lovely they're proper proper guys they are they work really hard and they're very funny uh,
1: uh, great writers as well i don't think they get yeah, enough I'm kudos passionate. on their writing have you watched the new series
2: yeah, well, I saw the the first one, the one set on the in the corridor, and Sounds I mean, cool. yeah, they do iambic pentameter and a farce.
1: It's you know, it's at, so clever, wasn't
2: it? I love the fact that they're continually pushing boundaries, you know, and it,
0: and talking about someone who always pushes boundaries Jean-Claude Van Damme you were in until yeah. death with did you do it's
2: any SCP as you call it yes uh, did you do any scenes with the man yeah, I did a lot with him. yeah we do. <laughs> it's not a very good film it appears on channel 5 with i was his buddy it was set in new orleans but most of it was filmed in sofia in bulgaria we did actually get to go to new orleans for about 2 weeks at the end which was amazing I mean, the most amazing place I've ever been to. And I had quite, you know, I remember one night going out with John Claude and his dad and a bunch of people to an Oyster bar and just listening. And I mean, he, you know, he's a movie star. Mm. If you Ever saw that sort of reality show that followed him around? You know, he's, he liked me thankfully because for some reason I think mean, because I knew the lines and you know, whatever, you know, and he was re- and he would do reverses because quite often movie stars don't do that. You know, when when you come to a scene and I come to the reverse, you'll, you know, you find some third assistants reading in, but no, no, I'll, you know, they were ushering him away once they'd done his stuff. And he said, no, no, I'll stay. And he stayed. And, And so I was able to do all this stuff. To him, and you know, he has his tantrums and does all that, and it was a—it's a, a very—it was a very bizarre experience, and, and they wrote me into an extra scene. I'm in the big shootout. It's me and John Claude take on thirty Bulgarian baddies. Oh, <laughs> there you up. go. That doesn't and happen every day. Me into the scene, and the director said, Are you going to be all right." I said, "I'm fine after, but never show me running." <laughs> yeah. So, so there was a stunt man, you know, who came in all happy. He was going to, you know, like a, a a body double who came in all happy. He was going to be in this film, and then he realised he was going to have to have all these heads shaved off, and he saw his, his hair shaved off. When yeah. he saw and whenever you see anyone running in the film, it's him, not me. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> we know what ne- what's
1: next for Len in series three then. Yeah. A big shoot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. jean John-
0: uncle Van Dam takes a little trip to North Leeds. Yeah. Maybe. Hey. That's it. Yeah, never say. Stranger things have happened, right? uh, We're nearly ready to let you go, uh, Trevor, but we have to play a little game first before we do let you go. We're going to play or curtain. Right? I've got some quotes here, and you have to tell me whether it's Kerry or curtain. Can you take? uh, I will take the score. score. Okay, I will read you the 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 quote. You tell me whether it's Kerry or curtain. Are you ready?
2: Yes.
0: Okay. Please don't get slugs over here. He'll never leave. Is that Kerry or curtain? That's Kerry. That was Kerry. Well done. Uh, Number two. There's five of them, by the way. So this is number two. Uh, It's like one day he was here and the next he was gone. That's Curt. Well done. Yes. And uh, number three. Last week, he was obsessed with finding out what happened to the cast of the Queen's Nose.
2: (laughs) The irony of this is I was in the Queen's Nose. (laughs) (laughs) Is that why she shows that? Mm, is that why scary. she chose the
0: Queen's Nose? Snows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, what was your answer? Am I right
2: thinking it is Kerry?
0: Yeah. It is Kerry, well done, yes. Uh, what's that, number three? Yep. Okay, number four. I'm not the one going on about my rock-hard ball bag, mate. That's Kerry. That is Kerry. And you have one more to get the full five. I want to support local business, don't I? That's who I am. That's Kerry. Well done, sir. Well done, Trevor. You've got five. Five. A, five. five.
2: When it's removal firm comes into <laughs> town, then I'll support them as well.
0: That's, <laughs> That's a true actor. Look, he learns everybody else's lines okay. as well as his own. <laughs> Absolutely. Wonderfully done. Uh, so what have you got coming up? Is there anything so you can tell us about projects that you have coming up that you'd um, like to tell us about? Obviously, no, season I'm, two. I'm
2: not that I know of. Um, I'm doing a little... Uh, tomorrow, Funny enough, I'm doing a play reading for Andy Hamilton. You know, the guy who does... Who did um, um, I did ballot monkeys for him, but also he, he did drop the dead donkey, you know. Right, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. He's often on have I Got News For You, and I, I've done a lot of work with him over the years. and He's written a stage play, and we're doing a play reading of that tomorrow at the Lyric in Hammersmith just to see whether they're interested in doing it. But other than that, I, oh, yeah, I, um, on, on for Big Finish, I'm doing some more episodes of Star Cops, All right which is a sci-fi series I did in the mid-'80s that was a huge flop and now it's been revived by Big Finish with me and David Calder being these geriatric spacemen, except we're having to pretend that we're not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that sounds perfect. interesting. Indeed. And obviously Series 2 is, will be on the screen soon.
1: Series 2 of this country. No, it's
2: not on the screens; it's on radio. On, uh, you know Big Finish you do all the sort of Doctor Who stuff? They, they're a radio company, and they do loads of stuff, and the, some of it appears on BBC radio, some of it appears on, just on CDs and things, and they, they've got a huge following, and they do loads of sci-fi and spin-offs of Doctor... And all the old Doctor Whos do new episodes, if you see what I mean. Oh, right. Yeah. Colin Baker, and, and I think David Tennant's now doing them, do new stories that they've written with guest stars and blah, blah, and they're a huge company, Big Finish. They've really got, and, the, and one of the things they decided to do was revive StarCops. Nice. So we, we hadn't done it. Me and David hadn't done it thirty odd years, so it's great.
1: No, I actually, I actually meant series two of this country will be on our oh, screen. Yeah,
2: yeah. so <laughs> no, that's right. That's perfectly oh, right. Once you get me going, no, yeah, series two of this comes out in February. Um, and so you know, who knows? I mean, I know. I I think the powers that be have seen early drafts and are very happy. So I'm sure there'll be some more at some point down the line. We, we hope um, for a
1: Christmas special at yeah, some
2: stage. I think that 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 that, that, the sort of thing that might well be on.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Trevor. Yes, thank you. An honour to be speaking to you. So, thank you ever so much. Okay, uh, and uh, just to let everybody know, come and subscribe to the podcast. We are on iTunes. We're also on Mixcloud. Uh, if you don't have one of those uh, Apple phone thingies, um, and also come and follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram at wtaf This Country, uh, and go to our normal website, Pancast.co.uk. All the information is there. So once again, thank you very much, Trevor. Thank you. Thank you my, very much. My
2: absolute pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, pal. And to all of you, what the actual fuckers... Just fuck off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. What? Daft cow. This is just ridiculous.
1: What the actual fuck... This podcast is sponsored by Stoney's Restaurant and Bar in Sciences. For great food and friendly atmosphere, check out www.stoney's.co. Also, you can telephone them on 01285
0: 642006. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the top 10 of anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two. Pick a subject, then bring our own top tens to the pod. Yes. It could be top ten scary movies, top ten swear words, top ten breakfast foods, anything. Ooh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The top ten of anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown.
1: Phenomenal.